Welcome back, everybody, to another to another episode of You Press Play Sports. I'm your host and sports editor Richard Pereira. Joining me today is photo editor Estin Parker and staff writer Kevin Garcia. Hey guys, how's it going today? Hey, doing great. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm holding on. Yeah. And as you are holding on, Estin, a few football is also holding on to your bowl eligibility because that's still up in the air. Because this past Saturday on November 20, they suffered a 52-17 blowout to the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. So it easily the most points they conceded in a game this season. And this is the third straight game they, that they didn't score over 20 points. So, what are the, what <laughs> what are your thoughts on FU's performance recently, and how should they bounce back once they come back home for their home finale on Saturday? Man, I mean, as far as like this past Saturday's game, that was just wow. That was a tough one to watch for anyone who sat through the entire game. God bless them. Um, Bailey Zap, he's gonna be playing football. Like 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 uh, like head coach said, he's gonna be playing football on Sunday. That dude is, is a professional quarterback. What, what more can you expect from a guy like that? I mean, he's he could be he would be a Heisman finalist if he was playing for a, a more marquee program. And he's having a, like a record season right now. He's on pace to at least match or come close to matching Joe Burrow's touchdown record from a couple of years ago. So that dude is incredible. All, all, all credit to, to Western Kentucky, man. They came out and they were firing at all cylinders from the jump. And we really had no answer at, at, at all, basically. I mean, that that was, in my view, that that was probably the most disappointing game of the season. Like even more disappointing than Marshall, j- just because of the way that, or the the lack of execution that we showed. I mean, it, Kevin, you brought up a really good point. Um, Western Kentucky has an excellent quarterback, and I'd say our secondary is decent, but. Man, I, I mean, even for us, even in Kosi Perry had a bad game. He, th- I think this is the first time he's thrown more than one interception all season. Um, you got a lot of pressures to him. Held Johnny Ford to only average three yards a carry. So it, it was, it, it was a rough day for the Owls. Yeah, when it comes to disappointing games, I still look at the Old Dominion game as the most disappointing. But this game was just. It was just hard to watch as they were just overwhelmed by that Western Kentucky offense. And with Bailey Zapp, as you mentioned, Kevin, he is likely to be playing on Sundays in the NFL. He is that good of a quarterback. He threw for six touchdowns for 470 passing yards on 39 completions. Like, he's that good of a quarterback. So, And then on the receiving end, uh, Tinsley for Western Kentucky, 164 yards for two touchdowns and Jared Stearns, uh, a touchdown and 143 yards. Uh, and on the Owls end, you got ja- Jaquan Burton, who did who did better this game, seven catches for 80 yards. And LeJonte Wester, six, six receptions for 47 yards. And John Mitchell, who is in the running for comeback player of the year, had a touchdown in this game for three with three receptions and th- for 36 yards. So... There were some a few bright spots on out on the Owls end, but overall it was just it was just tough. 
So they will play their last whole regular season, last game of the regular season against Middle Tennessee on Saturday, November 27 at 7 p.m. I will be there. So I will be at the game. So it's going to be uh, if as long as they win that game, they are still able to clinch uh, bowl eligibility. So let's see if they can last another week or two. And I hope I hope we don't let you down. <laughs> Hopefully not. And moving on from FU football, we have FU basketball. Starting off with the men's, they played four games this past week. Starting off with the 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 big game on Tuesday, November 16, against the Miami Hurricanes, they were able to claw their way back into the final seconds of the fourth quarter, tying in the game at 66 apiece until Miami got a game winner which the Owls just couldn't find a response because there wasn't enough time on that clock. Esten, I know you were at the game, so that must have been a – it was a joy to watch, but, of course, a heartbreaker in the end. Yeah, it it was a – we got – we started off really slow. Um, For the first 10 minutes, it was overwhelmingly in Miami's favor. Um, But they came back – they meaning us FAU. It was a great environment too. That was the best crowd. And when I say crowd, I mean for FAU that I've ever seen in my four years being here. Um, I think there were over 2,700 people there out of 2,900 available seats. Yeah. Um, it was jam packed. Um, the environment was great. Um, but we played really well with one exception, our free throws. We went 10 for 24 on free throws while Miami went 30 for 38. And quite honestly, if we made, I mean, it goes without saying, if we made even half of our free throws, we win that game. Um, And I'm not going to go into like all the the different foul calls or the not, or the lack of certain calls um, because it was, uh, it, there were a few moments where it was very heated. Honestly, if I was if I was Dusty May, I would feel really good about that game just for how well they played them. But at the same time, it would be very frustrating as a coach and honestly as a player to think how we had them. I, I, I would say that with the exception of free throws, we outplayed UM for the most part. Um, I mean – we, we shot better than them when you look at our, like, just field goal percentage. We made 25 of 51. They made 18 of 51. Um, we shot better from the three-point line. Um, we just out-rebounded them. Altogether, it was free throws that killed us. So, but nonetheless, a very fun and entertaining game. Yeah, no doubt about it. And to look at their past couple of games, the, the three after the Miami game, uh, they beat UT Martin 75 to 67. They beat North Dakota 98-79, but uh, ended their little mini tournament of the Paradise Classic in FAU uh, to the Troy Trojans 83-78 in overtime. So Looking at the box scores, it's pretty clear that there's a one-two scoring punch in that offense, and that is Michael Forrest and Elijah Martin, and particularly Martin, who has 
really progressed nicely for the Owls as he will be a crucial scorer and one of their best players this season. So hopefully they can keep that up. They have a 50-50 record, uh, three wins, three losses, but we know that will get better as the season goes on. And of course, as they get through their home, their long homestand. On uh, Sunday, November 28th at 2 p.m., they will take on James Madison. So hopefully you can get a hopefully they can get a record over 500. And to go on to women's basketball, they played two games this past week as they lost 56 to 46 to the Miami Hurricanes on the road on Thursday, November 18, and an 85-79 overtime defeat to the North Florida Ospreys on Sunday, November 21st. So right now, as you can see, men's and women's basketball both have 50-50 records. For the women, they just played four games, two and two. So obviously starting off neutral, which is not the worst situation, but, you know, obviously some issues to address. And, and guys, any thoughts on how uh, women's basketball has played out? Um, I think the uh, the Miami game, that one was, I don't think either team really played particularly well. The, the game against North Florida was a little bit more telling. Amber Gaston had a career night, 25 points. And Alexis F also added 22 points. So that, that was big. Um, really for like as an individual performance, obviously the team didn't play well enough to execute a win in either game. But the performance against North Jacksonville, uh, was it, I'm sorry, North Florida was more telling. Yeah, it was, it was good to see them um, drop down the amount of turnovers that they had. Um, going from 28 against Miami which cost them the game, quite honestly, yep. the 17 against North Florida. Um, and Kevin, like you said, Amber Gaston played really well in, in against North Florida. We're seeing uh, who our two main scorers are in um, Rita Pleskovich and Amber Gaston. They're both, I'd say, our most versatile and, and talented players on the team. But four games into the season, I, I will say I'm – I'm impressed with Coach Sullivan. I I think that she's done a really good job so far, um, and and I think that she's raising the standard of of play for um for the Owls. So I absolutely agree. Yeah, I mean the the team the, the team is out there playing hard every minute of every game. Yeah, and uh, let's hope they keep that up as they will have a two game homestand this week. On Friday, November 26th, against Tulsa at noon and Davidson on Saturday, November 27th at 2.30 p.m. So, our fans just going out to the stands at that game and cheer on the Lady Owls. They need your support. And uh, that will conclude our section with FU Sports. Now we go to the NFL as they finished week 11 of regular season play. And Essen, I know that you're counting on the Dolphins to continue that winning streak, and they did beat the Jets this on Sunday. So what do you what do you think of that? Um, well, you know, Tua, I, I was 
impressed with Tua. Of course, he did make the one throw, which made me think to myself, what in God's name are you doing? Um, but I have come to expect that at least once a week. Um, but yeah, you know, our defense played really well. Um, I will say it wasn't our best performance, but you know, I, I'll take a win. It's, it's always nice to beat the jets. Um, and yeah, I mean, when you look at our next, our, our next few games, they're all, I'd say winnable games for us. Um, because this coming week we have Carolina at home who I, I like Cam, but I don't know. They're inconsistent, and, and we usually play well at home. The week after that, we got the Giants at home. Sorry, sorry, Kevin. Uh, uh, if we could stop Lamar Jackson, I hope we'd be able to stop Danny Dimes. Um, and <laughs> in the week after that, we have the Jets at home. So, you know, we, at the end of this, it by the time we reach our bye week, we could be 7-7, seven and seven, which – that's playoff material. Yeah. Um, I would be – at this point, especially because we don't even have a first-round pick, what do we have to lose, you know? So, it's, it's – I feel – I, you know, I'm going to keep my, my hopes cautiously optimistic because I say being a fan of the Dolphins is like willingly being in an abusive relationship. You get your hopes up, and then you, you just get thrown down, and then you just get beat. Like, it, it's not good. So. Uh, well, good thing I'm not in that uh, atmosphere because the Patriots are winning a lot of games, and I thought they would this, this <clears throat> far into the season. And they did shut out the Atlanta Falcons 25-zip. And, yes, I'm sorry, Kevin. They lost to the Tampa Bay Bucks 30-10. to 10. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to talk about that one. Not, it's a lost season. It's it's over for the Giants. Um, the, the Raiders win, again, it's kind of like what Esther said. It was, it was like a little bit of an abusive relationship. You know, we win this game against the Raiders, and then they're just like, yeah, it's over. All right, yeah, get down. So, um, yeah, don't want to talk about that one too much. But what I do want to talk about are the Titans losing to the Texans, that the, the supposed best team in the NFL, as people say. Losing to the Texans, that's embarrassing on their end. Just want to throw that out there. That's tough. And uh, <laughs> look at our final section of the day is the NBA. But first, there are two things I want to talk about. <laughs> the first one is uh, Luke Walton, who was just fired from the Sacramento coach. Uh, who, was, time. who was fired from the head coach position of the Sacramento Kings. But there is one thing I want to talk to you guys about. And um, <laughs> in Luke Walton's final game as a head coach for the Kings, a courtside fan threw up on the court. And to think how that would be Luke Walton's last game for the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> the Sacramento Kings were playing that bad to the point where a fan threw up on the court. <laughs> oh, man. Was it was that game? It was in Sacramento, right? Yes, like, it was against the Jazz. The Jazz were up double digits when the incident happened. So, oh, jeez. That's, I mean, that's just a testament to how the Sacramento Kings have been since they last made the playoffs in uh, 2006. And... Uh, <laughs> 
Luke Walton's coaching abilities were making people sick, literally. Or his lack of coaching abilities, I, I should say. I don't know. It's just funny to me because it's it's that bad that it made a fan throw up on the <laughs> But Yeah, the, the, the Kings, they did replace Walton with Alvin Gentry, who was the coach of New Orleans Pelicans uh, when Anthony Davis used to be there. So hopefully he can turn the ship around a bit. Maybe You, you, know, you know who they lost to yesterday? They lost to the 76ers without Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, and Ben Simmons. Yeah, they got dropped off by like uh, Tyrese Maxey and uh, a good rebounding performance from Andre Drummond. So there's that. And uh, yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, hopefully Alvin Gentry can turn the ship around in the right direction for the Kings because, and oh, and not make their play be so bad that a fan throws up on the court again. So. <laughs> And now the second thing is, um, I don't know if you've heard, but there was a little mini Malice in the Palace incident in Detroit against the LA Lakers as LeBron smacked Isaiah Stewart in the face and Stewart did not take that very nicely. In fact, it got everybody all huddled up, got up from their benches to stop. (laughs) Because Isaiah Stewart just... He just snapped. He, he was trying to get out of LeBron. And then when you see in the background, you see Russell Westbrook looking like he want to fight as well. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a scene straight from the WWE. That, that, that was like a classic like wrestling segment where like the, the fake security guards are trying to hold the wrestlers back from getting to each other. Except this was as real as it gets. I mean, Isaiah Stewart was bleeding from the eye. He, he looked like a mess. Uh, he's charging at LeBron. I, you never see. I've never seen anything like that. You never see anybody charge at LeBron like that. It's safe to say he won't be in the NBA anymore. It, LeBron's going to get him out of the league it, ASAP. So. <laughs> it, it was nice to know you, Isaiah Stewart. He just he just kissed his career goodbye. But that was a crazy scene. That was like everybody was talking about that. Like I have friends that don't even watch the NBA. They were like, "Oh my god, did you see what happened with LeBron?" So that's how you know it was a big deal. As in your thoughts. Um. You know, if I was LeBron and my team was 99 and it, I was playing a close game against the Pistons, I'd be pretty mad too. Um, but yeah, I mean, first time I can remember actually seeing punches really thrown and hitting in an NBA game rather than people just putting their chests out and going face-to-face with one another. Um, but yikes. Yeah, he... Um, I, I would say that his if, if we were playing UFC, his striking just went up. The striking for both players just went up by five. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, LeBron did get suspended one game for smacking Isaiah Stewart, while Stewart himself, he suspended for two games. So pretty minor punishments. They get to miss like one or two games. And but yeah, it was just a funny incident. And of course, Westbrook in the background looking like he's going to throw hands himself. <laughs> but yeah, aside from that, um, the Golden State Warriors continue being the best team in the NBA in the Western Conference. The Chicago Bulls and the Brooklyn Nets are competing for the top spot in the East. The Boston Celtics are starting to get back in the rhythm as they just got Jalen Brown back. They're in the top six of the East right now. So 
good for me. Miami Heat is still looking pretty good. The Knicks, uh, they're still 50-50 on the moment and uh, not exactly consistent, especially that starting lineup because Evan Fournier has not shown the play he sold at the start of the season. So, yeah, the, the Knicks got to get that together, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, the starting lineup is a real issue. We're, re- we're relying on Kemba Walker to control the offense. And then at the same time, Julius Randle just wants to play like he's Carmelo Anthony in his prime. He just wants to post up and take fadeaway mid-range shots. Um, I mean, that's not what brought you to the dance. But, hey, I mean, whatever. You got you to do what you got to do. Um, yeah, the, the bench is outplaying the starters by a large margin. I, I enjoy watching the bench far more, just like all other Knicks fans that I know. Um Obi Toppin needs more minutes, bro. Come on, get Obi Toppin out there. Start quickly. Uh, Evan Fournier, he's not a Tibbs guy. I don't know why why the Knicks even bothered signing him. They should have known that Tom Thibodeau was not going to like him. He doesn't even know what defense is. He's allergic to defense. He's never played defense in his career. Then yeah, you put you give a guy like that to Tom Thibodeau, he's not going to want him. But he has to start him because he's getting paid like $20 million a year. So it's a really tough dilemma. And, it's, it's tough all around right now. I hope that they can develop some chemistry on offense. They at least try to, like, stop the bleeding a little bit. Yeah, I did notice that the bench has outplayed the starting lineup for the Knicks. And, of course, you do have a great bench. Like, Derrick Rose, Alec Burks, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin. And, yeah, that's the main, the, the main bench core, and that has been very solid for the Knicks. But they got to get that starting lineup together. Like, there are times when Kemba may be off that Fournier has to go off, but if both of them are off consistently, that's a big issue. Like they're not, none of them are scoring in double digits. Like that, yeah, that puts more pressure on Julius Randle to just need to carry the load, and that's not what it, the original intentions for the Knicks were. Like this was supposed to be a better Knicks squad, and while they're not particularly bad. Seeing them at the 50-50 start when we thought they would be like top three in the East, now they're like in the play, one of the play-in spots. Eesh. Not a yeah. good look. It is still early. Things can change. I mean, there was a point in time where the Wizards were the number one team in the Eastern Conference, and we all know that wasn't going to last. So right now they're still three and a half games back of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, but we're entering an extremely tough part of the schedule. Uh, we have the Lakers on tap tomorrow night, I believe or tonight mm-hmm. even, and then, yeah, we have just it, – it just gets worse from there. I think we, we go to Golden State. It, it's going to be tough. It's, it's a tough uh, part of the schedule. Yeah, uh, looking at the rest of the NBA, the Bucks are starting to recover. They're on a four-game winning streak. The Wizards and Cavs are coming back down to earth, especially the Cavs, even though it's been very bad luck from them because they did just lost Colin Sexton for the, for the season with a torn meniscus. They're on a four-game losing streak. They're falling back down. They're at the last playing spot, but they'll likely be replaced by the Atlanta Hawks who are on a five-game winning streak. So a really tough uh, descent from the Cavs, even though it's not really their fault. It's just because of injuries that have really hurt them as we get as they get deeper into the season. It's just, it's just not looking pretty for the Cavs. <laughs> really, it isn't. And to look at the rest of the West, the, the Suns are continuing to dominate. They're on a 13-game winning streak, longest streak from any team on the winning column. The Jazz are still at the third spot. The Clippers continue to call their way up into the standings. 
The Nuggets are slipping a bit because of injuries, four-game losing streak. The T-Wolves, a surprise team with Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards as their main core on a four-game winning streak. They have the 10th spot in the West, which is pretty good. Like, they're they're going above my expectations from them when before the season started, so that's good for them. And <laughs> when you look at the, the bottom of the West, the Kings, of course, four straight losses. <laughs> the Spurs, five-game losing streak. Well, eh, I, I thought they'd be in a rebuilding period, so I thought that makes sense. And the Pelicans, still without Zion, even though he's been cleared for some drills. And the Rockets, a 15-game losing streak. Longest losing streak in the NBA this season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's – yeah. yeah. They only have one win out of 17 games. Yeah, they're trying to beat the process 76ers for the worst team in NBA history. <laughs> I would give that title to the Charlotte Bobcats in 2012, but I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah, they were bad too. Um, yeah, the, the, in the West, I mean, the Suns are just on a roll. Ever since the Robert Sarver news, the Suns have just been on fire. So I, I don't know. I guess that was some motivation for them i don't know what's going on with them but yeah they're on fire the west is overall the west is pretty weak a lot of teams are just ravaged by injuries it's uh it's really it's really tough to see but i'm glad the minnesota is finally going getting uh getting their stuff together i like anthony edwards i like cat i like all those guys so it's, it's good to see and yeah and with that That'll be it for this episode of You Press Play Sports. Make sure to hit like and subscribe. Click the bell to keep up with notifications. Also, be sure to go on upressonline.com to keep up with news, sports, and more content alike. To follow us on Twitter, it's for me, at, Trits, at Rich26Pereira, for Eston, at Eston Parker, and for Kevin, at KevinGar658. Thanks for watching, and have a great day.